Hello and welcome back to the Rigged Recap, the official Drag Detective podcast, where I am joined by the tea server himself, Matt from Drag Tea Serve with Matt. Hi, Matt. Hi. Thanks for having me. I couldn't think of a better person to talk about all the tea that was spilled or not spilled on this reunion episode. Well, as anyone who knows my channel will know, I love gossip, secrets, and drama. So, you know. Yes. I love your channel. I love just getting to hear you chat with the queens. I feel like you have such a good way. Like, I'm not a great interviewer. You're a great interviewer. Oh, thank you. That's very kind. I am I feel like I'm mostly like just pretending. So that's nice to hear that it's working. <laughs> Fake it till you make it tea. Exactly. So I have so many questions about your channel because your channel is a lot different than mine and like some of the other people I've had on where we're kind of talking about the show in our own words, but you're talking with the queens themselves. So how did that begin? Like, how did you get in contact with like, oh, I can do this with all kinds of queens now? Yeah, so I started back in August 2021 and I was doing just like just text with pictures. So it was like very sort of like faceless. Been but there. then I started because <laughs> <laughs> I didn't have the technology to like do any of it. So then I started doing voiceover. And then I saw one of the people who I actually really I've started, I mean, I, I love your channel. I said this before we started. Yours is one of the first I started watching. And then another channel that I've always watched for a long time is Joseph Shepherd. Yes. Um, he's great. And uh, he does interviews. And I was like, well, maybe I could do some interviews now that my channel's a bit better go, you know, um, well known. And I reached out to Juicy Couture from Holland, season two. And she was like, nice enough to say yes. And then it kind of just went from there. I just sort of reached out to a few different queens and they said yes. Is it, Okay, I find it kind of stressful to like interview. Do you ever get stressed? Or are you pretty much just like, I got this now? At the beginning, I think I was a bit more like I didn't quite know how to have the interview and really think about the questions I wanted to ask and everything. Now I think I'm a bit more, I, I don't know if I will say polished. I'm not sure that's technically true. But I at least like I give an air of being polished a bit more because I prepare a lot. So yeah, I don't find it that stressful. I don't know. I, just, I, I find it all right, actually. I guess because the it's not the focus isn't on me. It's on the person. And I'm just there sort of asking the questions. So it doesn't really matter. Right. Do, do you find it kind of difficult sometimes to like toe the line of like what's too much to ask or like this might be pushing it a little far? Yeah, I guess. I mean, I try and be like nice. Like my thing is and I'm not doing like a hard hitting, you know, interview where I'm asking the really difficult questions. Um, usually I'll ask them in advance if there's anything they don't want to talk about or if they want to cut stuff out. Obviously, I'll cut it out. Um, there have been instances of stuff like that, which is fine. Like everyone does it. We all say stuff and think, oh, maybe I shouldn't have said that. I usually try and I obviously you get a feel for it. If you know the queen is kind of quite fun and cool, then you can kind of push it a bit more. And then other times maybe you can tell they didn't really want to answer the question. <laughs> I know that too well. There's a whole, if someone ever like took my laptop, they'd have a whole like director's cut of these podcasts with lots of tea that will never see the light of day. <laughs> both from me and from other people. It, it's Yeah, there is. I mean, luckily I've not had to do it that many times, but I, I have definitely had times where like queens have said like they'll say something and I'll be like oh that's really interesting they'll be like oh actually I don't want to talk about this. so I had to cut it out. <laughs> yeah oh who if you get one interview from the season 15 cast who would you want to interview the most oh my god 
we'll, we'll get on to this, I guess. But I think if Sasha's going to win. Like, that's my that's my guess, right? So I guess maybe her because she's so, I mean, she's amazing, but she's going to win. So that'd be quite cool. But I think for the tea, it would have to be Mistress because she's just so unfiltered. And I think that would be, a, she would just say whatever. She would so I think she'd be all of it. She would. Or someone like, yeah, like Lucy and Lux are also, I think they're so fun and so cool. And they're both down for having a bit of fun and sort of like spilling the tea. So maybe those two as well. Like basically any of the top four. I would, and, and Anitra, I love Anitra. So any of the top four I would have. I literally just finished recording, like literally 10 minutes before we got on. I finished recording a video about Lucy LaDuca. So I've been deep diving every moment of Lucy LaDuca on the season. And I she would be so fun to interview. <laughs> She's so, she's iconic. She is iconic. I mean, Let Loose is the most amazing song. It's like a gift for the world. It's so good. The Do you like the remix with um, Lemon and Jan? I've seen, so yeah, I've seen that one. I've seen obviously all of the other remixes. I've seen um, the Queens doing the lip syncs, you know, when they're walking down the, like the corridor or whatever. Like that's really funny. <laughs> yes. It's so good. My oh, favorite thing about... The Jan and Lucy one is people were like, they're trying to outsing each other. Do you remember the meme where they had those two dolls and they were like Mariah Carey and Ariana Grande? And it's like, I can sing louder than you can. I can sing. And it would just get higher and higher and higher. That was giving <laughs> Lucy and Jan in this remix. I loved it. They're also amazing. And I feel like I, I'm also really glad that Lucy seems like she's got a really good sense of humor about it. And like, I mean, I would if I were her, because I'm sure she's like laughing all the way to the bank. You know what I mean? Like with the, with the streaming and everything. So I'm glad that she's got a good sense of humor about it. Over 100K streams on Let Loose and it's only going up from here. So she's she's a, she's an icon. <laughs> <laughs> going into kind of the reunion, did you have expectations for like what you think we were going to get served? So... I I love the reunion, like all of the, re like the reunion as an episode is always one of my favorites. I don't know about anyone else, but I think we've not had a really juicy reunion. I think since maybe like season nine or 10, maybe they were sort of one of the last ones. And I really like it when it's a proper reunion of them sat on a stage talking, not over Zoom. Obviously, I know they can't help it because it was COVID and everything. So that's fair enough. But some of them, I just feel like even the, some of the some of the Zoom ones were just not that well thought out in terms of how they asked the questions. And I thought season 14 was, it was a fun reunion, but they were all just so nice. <laughs> Which well, is... except for the Jasmine-Daya fight, but that was kind of it. Yeah, like that was lit. And like people were kind of making a big deal of it because it was the only thing. And it wasn't yes. even that bad. It was compared mm. to the original seasons, it was nothing. <laughs> so I was really excited for season 15 one because I was like, well, we've got Mistress, we've got Lucy, we've got Lux. Like they're all quite outspoken and someone like Irene Dubois who also we didn't get to see much but she's been quite outspoken on online and like she's quite funny and everything so I was I had high hopes for it I did too and especially because we had so much drama on the season itself like you could tell these girls were not getting along and that made me excited <laughs> maybe that's mean to say <laughs> but like if we're gonna have a reunion I want the fights I want the juice so I had very high hopes uh, and I feel like it was kind of coming up in the conversation throughout the season a lot, like, oh, this reunion is going to be good. So I feel like it was kind of amped up from like pretty much the start of the season on. Definitely, yeah, this was, I, I appreciate what I appreciated about season 15 was there was drama and you can have, you can have drama without people being hateful. And I think 
a lot of queens nowadays are so concerned how they're going to be perceived and getting hate online, which is totally understandable. But it means that as a viewer, you're not necessarily getting the full tea and people are being quite cautious. And I can understand it. But obviously, as a viewer, it doesn't mean that it's particularly interesting all the time to watch because it's not really how drag queens are. If you meet the drag queens in real life, they are not like that. So (laughs) I'm glad that this at least there was a few people on this season who felt like they were being really authentically themselves. And it gave us some drama to talk about. Yeah, exactly. And then you have people like Lucy, who their drama comes from not owning up. It kind of felt like to who they were. So it's kind of like a nice balance. Yeah, what I appreciated about Lucy was, even though she, as Mistress would say, she suffered from drag delusion a bit on the show, she actually was really good. Like, quite often, I kind of agreed with her. I was like, yeah, I can, like, she was actually really good. But I think at least afterwards, she owned up to it and she kind of admitted where she went wrong or where she sort of maybe had a bit of drag delusion. And I think she's got a quite a good sense of humor about it. Um, so that's what I appreciated about Lucy was that she at least was like, yeah, fair enough. Like, let loose and all of that yeah well and it kind of felt like a lot of the drama potential drama going into this reunion kind of hindered on where lucy was because if she was over it all then there's no drama if she's still like very upset with what went down then there was potential for a lot to go down and we kind of got like an in-between we're like she owned up to some stuff she still was upset from like about some other stuff like specifically luck saying she was generic so it was kind of like in the middle anyone who watches my channel knows that recently i've been doing a lot of roscoe's recaps from the roscoe's Mm -hmm. viewing parties and literally in every episode every roscoe's viewing party even when lucy wasn't even there she was obviously only there one time as a guest in pretty much every episode she was a huge part of the narrative like people were always talking about lucy being delusional or whatever so it kind of gave her screen time being delusional like it kind of yeah i I thought good for her (laughs) i mean her and mistress were the two i would say main characters of this season like they were consistently getting screen time the entire time uh, also, thank you for those recaps, because I will be watching every single one of those to prepare for the rigory of season 15 video. <laughs> You're welcome, Nate. I mean, I've, I've loved the Roscoe's for a, for a long time because like, they do have some really interesting tea. The Queen's, I think I read somewhere, this might be true, it might not, but who knows. But I think I read somewhere that because it's a live show, the NDA rules don't apply the same way. So the queens are a bit more free with what they're saying. Mm-hmm. And sometimes we've got some iconic we've had some iconic moments from Roscoe's which wouldn't have happened on the show. So I thought, well, I'll start doing a recap because it's quite a long episode and sometimes people want background information behind stuff. And that's what I give. I don't just say this is what happened. I sort of say this is what happened and here's the background behind it. Yeah, exactly. Well, and skip 15 seconds ahead if you don't want a casting spoiler for All-Stars 8, but it's going to be interesting seeing Naisha on All-Stars 8, also at Roscoe's, talking with all of the people that were her co- It's going to be very, there's a potential for a lot of tea there, for sure. Yeah, I mean, I actually actually really like Naisha as a host. I think she always is consistently the one that will bring up production. She gets, like, she basically says quite a lot of slightly not negative but she'll call out stuff that's on the show and she always asks the really probing questions that actually makes for good tea so I actually really enjoy Nature as a host because she's not afraid to ask the questions but sometimes I think there's been a few times where she's clearly you can tell she's like oh can I cross this line or not and I'm like well you're 
rumored to be on All Stars Eight, so it'd be I'm interesting to see. Like, uh, there might be something in the contract where she she won't be allowed to, but I hope that she can. Oh, I would love it. That would be great. Like, I like any time they have a queen on who was on the season they're talking about, and they talk like someone like Willem when she talks about season four, she gives all of the tea. And it's so interesting. Like, if you ever want to listen to some tea about that, go and listen to the podcast um, Race Chaser with Alaska and Willem. And when they did the review of season four, Willem spilt so much backstage tea and it was so interesting and that was obviously a lot of where my videos came from yeah i remember before this channel really was like popping up i was working at target and i would work at night so i could have like music on and i would listen to the season four recaps on race chaser just sitting there like oh this is so juicy it got me through my shifts (laughs) at that horrible terrible company sorry well, Will, yeah, Willem is one of those people I think is just unafraid to say whatever. So I I, I appreciate that about Willem. Agreed. Um, so kind of diving into this reunion, usually on this show, we would like give like close cases and, and cold cases, but like there's not much to really like judge. <laughs> but w- talking about the looks in general, who had some of your favorite looks at this reunion? Okay, so one of the ones we've got to talk about is Princess Poppy giving... <laughs> Iconic. <laughs> And she basically so she did the um Rebecca Glasscock entrance look from season one, which was like the yellow top and the um jeans, basically. <laughs> I thought that was so iconic. And I'm it's one of those things, as soon as I saw it, I knew exactly what she was doing. But mm-hmm. for someone who doesn't watch the show very often or doesn't know it as crazily as I know it, people might not have people been like, Why is she wearing that? But I thought it was so iconic. <laughs> it do take nerve. I was watching this episode with my mother and my sister, and my mom <laughs> was like what is she wearing pants i was like it's a reference to something she's like no no this isn't right i was like okay Lori. <laughs> did you have you seen the the look that she wore i think was it i guess the finale like, yeah the red carpet uh and it's the mean girls <laughs> when she's in the um you know the head brace because when she gets run over yes she said i'm going to reference from everywhere for these last looks i mean she's quitting drag she said so it's weird. So, um, so this is a kind of tangent, but um, you know Joey Nolfi, who does Entertainment Weekly for love Drag Joey. Race. Yeah, I love Joey as well. Like you said, so we've we've spoken quite a few times on our Instagram and stuff. The other day, he sent me a link. He sent me a message saying, "Like, oh, I think you're going to like this latest um, article that I've just done." And then a few hours later, it came out, and it was an interview with Princess Poppy. And because I had done a video saying that she's potentially quitting drag, because that was one of the sort of the rumors. But I think she, what she was saying is that she wants to quit drag in like a big stage form, but she'll still continue to do little shows. Like she doesn't want the fame, I think, is what mm-hmm. she was saying, which I thought was really interesting. What a strange like way to, to brand yourself. It's very Bible girl coded. I think it's creating this like mystique around her that actually, and now that she's doing these sort of random looks, pulling from like which I would do as well if I was going to quit drag or quit the big stage I would do the same thing because she's almost cultivating this mystique around her which I think is really cool yeah no that is smart that is very smart especially because like let's be real she really didn't have much of a presence on the season so this is a way to like get people to remember her because the second outs always get it the worst so she also said in at Roscoe's, obviously, I, I know very well, she, when she was a guest at Roscoe's, she said that she didn't really enjoy the filming process and she wouldn't go back for an all-stars and stuff. So I think she said that she didn't really enjoy the filming process. So I guess if that's your 
experience from the show I can kind of see why as a last sort of hurrah you would do all of these random looks to try and uh-huh. make you memorable because she also didn't really say a huge amount at the reunion but people remember her for this Rebecca Glasscock thing if she was just wearing gowns beautiful gowns she would not have like people would not have remembered it's only because she did that that people would like like I tweeted about it and that wouldn't have happened if she was wearing a random nice dress yeah if she just was wearing like oh this is a drag you know casual drag look that everyone wears whatever we'd be like anyway moving on but at least now people are talking about her she's smart give her that yeah i really liked what sugar and spice wore the reference to the lizzie mcguire movie which there's lots of references to the lizzie mcguire movie on drag race at this point ariel versace did the igloo dress they've now done the isabella and lizzie what dreams are made of look i thought sugar's mug and wig were literally stunning i couldn't stop looking at her during the entire reunion they both looked great. I think it also, I think they they themselves have also kind of, you can see the progression that they've had since the start of the season and people kind of didn't take them seriously. And even now, I guess they've still got that same quirky personality, but their looks, I mean, their looks were always really good. They always looked really professional, I thought, even if it was a bit samey, they still, they always looked polished. But the fact they came in with these cool references, you'd have to be, I mean, it's for the people who really know like the Lizzie McGuire movie or like really know whatever it might be, Drag Race. I think also they have this funness about them and they don't take themselves too seriously. So even when they were showing their worst bits, like the snatch game with the hitting on the head of the, the hammer of Miley Cyrus, <laughs> they were both laughing and RuPaul just obviously finds them hysterical because they make no sense. <laughs> exactly. Well, and I think it was because kind of the... Um, the narrative throughout the season uh, while they were still on together was that like Spice's drag was a little more polished than Sugar's. But Sugar has literally like <laughs> these last two looks for the reunion and the finale. I think she outshone Spice. I was like, Sugar came with a vendetta. She said, I will be the better dressed twin. Yeah, because I think it's on track. Like you said, obviously Spice lasted longer. And I think Spice quite often looked or performed slightly better than Sugar. And like her talent show was probably a bit better than Spice. They were both good, but I thought, sorry, Spice's was better than Sugar's, I thought. I don't know whether it was a deliberate thing, like she deliberately didn't tell Spice what she was going to wear. And then she's just, in my mind, my fantasy is that she didn't tell her and just turned up in this amazing outfit and was like, oh, <laughs> this little thing, you know? <laughs> <laughs> exactly, exactly. So on the other end, talking about some of the looks that weren't like the best, why did Amethyst have a raccoon? I asked myself the same question. I didn't quite understand it. <laughs> I, I couldn't I couldn't give you it I mean I didn't even get that that's what it was really until when she was sat down she had like a purse I think or a hat you know that was in the shape of a raccoon or beaver I'm not quite sure what it was but right. it was I, I didn't quite understand it but she also didn't get a huge amount of screen time in the reunion so I didn't it wasn't something that I kind of thought about that much until afterwards when I rewatched it and I was like yeah why why is why has she got that yeah it was it was a little confusing also Jax's was a little underwhelming and you know I think a lot of their looks on the season were a little you know critiqued by people so I was expecting them to come out in like a great look and then Jax's look was just like it was it was fine it was yeah I think for me the ones that stood out I actually I really liked even though she got the golden boot or whatever it's called I really liked Selena S. Titty's look I thought she looked really polished and really cool and it looked very like which was great Yes, it was very too Wong Fu-ish. And 
I just really, I thought she looked really good. So when she got the gold, is it the golden boot? Whatever it's called. Yeah, the golden boot for the. I thought that was. I thought that was really funny. I mean, obviously that was for her looks on the show, but I thought she actually kind of looked the best at the reunion. So I thought that was actually that was my opinion. I, I actually really enjoyed what she was wearing. Um, and my favorite I, was Malaysia. Malaysia, I thought looked so stunning. She did. I, I mean, I love Malaysia. Some of her outfits like, on the show were not always the best but I also felt like some of them were really good like she was very sort of like either really good or not so much whereas some people were a bit more in the middle yeah yeah agreed but she she very much stood out to me in this reunion kind of can we let's talk about the top four looks a little bit more what did you think about Anitra's um Anitra's yeah if I can't I can't actually 100% remember what it was well for a reason um, <laughs> <laughs> I remember she looked. It was very like standard in Itra. That's all I remember with the eye, you know, the the the, the scar on the eye. I don't remember it. it didn't stand out this, to me. She's wearing this like short pink dress with some. It looks like bondagey pink stuff on it. It's giving like chromatica kind of. It just wasn't great. And Anitra is another person who I think their looks were either hit or miss throughout the season, kind of like Malaysia. So for me, this one was a miss. But it did. It didn't stand out. Yes, Mistress. I thought looked so good. She's wearing this blue look, blue and black, with these chains hanging. So good. She did. She no. Um, she looked amazing. I thought it was a typical Mistress, but I thought it looked very elevated. So I really enjoyed that. She she definitely was one of the ones that stood out to me. Also, I mean, the episode was like ninety percent her as well. Yes, <laughs> exactly. And then Lux is wearing this kind of hot pink look that is kind of understated but it's it's pretty and i really liked her she had like a bow in her wig that was made of hair i thought was really cute yeah i mean lux always looked great i don't she didn't really ever have a bad outfit that i can remember she always looks really good very put together so it was a very sort of like what i would expect from lux like a very polished good look <laughs> sasha colby recreated her uh, lip sync Lala Perusa look into being like this long gown and people made a bunch of memes about her blue contacts <laughs> blue contact oh my god so I saw a video and it was like it was there was a video um and it was like what what the reunion looked like for Sasha and it had like superimposed <laughs> these eyes with like this blue filter and everything was just completely blue and yeah she looked stunning I thought it was really smart to just take one of her best looks and kind of just elevate it a little bit more yeah, the eyes were de- definitely like it was the first thing I noticed, and like I think it was in like the thumbnail or something for one of the videos. It was just mm-hmm. her eyes, and it kind of it was giving me a little bit. Do you remember? Um, there's that meme of Mayhem Miller where she's doing like the eyes. Yes, re- yes. That's what it was kind of giving me, almost a bit like you can't help but just look at that, and it makes even though it looked slightly creepy in a way, but it is also like really interesting to look at. Yeah, yeah, I thought she looked super fun. It was, I didn't mind the contacts. I know some people didn't like them, but I was like, it's fun. I'm cool with it. It's drag. Um, At the end of the day, it's drag. Like, who cares? (laughs) Overall, I feel like this reunion was more of a recap than anything. Like, I feel like we got so much just like, let's rewatch this scene. And I feel like we had like five or six like parts where it was just us watching what we've already seen instead of like focusing on anything new. I agree. When I, re- I rewatched it literally earlier today to prepare for this podcast and we, I was rewatching it and I, I this t- the second time around, I sort of really noticed every time they were like, let's look at this bit and they'll recap the whole story and then they only talk about it for about 30 seconds and move on. Whereas in previous, re- previous seasons for the, the reunion, 
they've really not shown that much. They've just dove straight into that. And I thought that was better. But I think this time around, they spent a little bit too long recapping stuff that we already knew. And I feel like we only heard from like the same five or six queens through most of it. And there's been a lot of tweets now from some of the other queens saying like they cut all their stuff. So there's <laughs> there's some like stuff there. But then I, who was it, Mistress, that tweeted like, the girls who were quiet, Lily didn't say, or was it Lux maybe? The girls who didn't say anything in the reunion just didn't say anything at all. It's not like they got their stuff cut. So there's kind of some conflicting <laughs> like things now going on. Yeah, so I mean, I might, maybe I'll even do a video about it. Who knows? I did see, I saw all of the tweets coming and like, I think it was Lux, I can't remember. Someone said basically, if you, the reason they didn't show you is because you were boring, effectively, yes, is what she was yes. saying. That might have been the exact word that she said. And then some people, like, I think it was Amethyst, said that she talked a lot about her music and stuff like that. Um, and she was disappointed that that got cut. And Selena had quite a lot to say about some of the stuff that they showed because they didn't really show that much of her, which was was disappointing. So I can see why some people were annoyed about it. But I guess from a proje- from a production point of view, if I was a producer, if someone was talking about their music even though it's interesting would I have included it over some other stuff that's more like a fight no like that's why I know Amethyst was definitely annoyed that they spent more time on like the Robin and Amethyst thing she's like bitch it was a grinder hookup let's get over it (laughs) they're making drama out of nothing I I thought when they brought up again I was like oh this is literally trying to like sell a dead horse it's literally we know (laughs) we know about it but I I could see why they brought it up because I think I think there was quite a few times in the reunion in my opinion where I think clearly RuPaul had a card that said ask this person this question and then they were hoping that there was going to have something extra and then when they were both like yeah it was a hookup and then RuPaul you can just see was like okay next question like it was they obviously didn't get what they wanted to yeah I mean Amethyst was barely in this reunion at all but I feel like we did get a lot of Robin which was nice she looked lovely she really was on the season itself at all so it was nice to get some Robin content in the reunion I love yeah no I loved Robin I actually really I thought Amethyst was really interesting on the show even though they didn't show her that much and I think I wanted to see a bit more of them but not necessarily the dynamic between the two because we already know about that but yeah, I wish they had cut out some of the recap and then asked, even if they had just said to Amethyst, like, do you think your elimination was fair? Like, who do you not like? I'm sure she would have said some stuff. Like at Roscoe, she had some quite interesting stuff to say. So I'm sure she, they could have got something out of her. I, I don't know. Watching it, I was like, I think I could have asked some more probing questions. Yeah, honestly, like with how much the queens were giving in like storylines and fights and arguments throughout the season, it honestly felt like, production could have set up the reunion better or just ask better questions because it felt like we were spending time on things that was like why are we why do we care about this and then we would like gloss over like a a whole argument like the malaysia and mistress like fight that lasted literally like three episodes i think we talked about for 30 seconds because that storyline the whole mistress um malaysia like they've they've talked about it since and said that they're both really cool with each other and it's fine but it's given that they had so much screen time about it i really thought they were going to dive into a bit more but when they asked about it she was just kind of like yeah whatever and then they just moved on and sorry i, I was a bit please, let's move on yeah it was weird and i i feel like malaysia i don't know whether sometimes the queens just don't want to talk about it and maybe they just maybe it gets awkward on camera and they just cut it out i i don't know but i'm there was just so much, it felt like there was a lot of filler. And I thought, well, either they didn't get enough footage of what they wanted or 
they just didn't want to include it for some reason. I don't know. Or maybe the queens were just being really guarded because they've got so much hate online. I don't know. Yeah. Um, and I mean, looking at their faces, there already was a lot of filler. So there wasn't need to have any more. You know what I mean? Like, it was like, okay, let's move on. Insert the Rackle Shades shade noise. <laughs> <laughs> um, I think what, honestly, what fucks this reunion over a little bit is that they filmed it before the finale. So there's no, like, hurt feelings. I feel like the top four kind of have to be a little guarded because they're still vying for a crown. Like, they don't want to say anything that's going to get them, like, like production pissed at them. So I feel like the the reunions that really popped off were, like, 9, 10, 11. And those were all filmed like after they already filmed the finale. So there's hurt feelings. There's like, you know, all this stuff that kind of adds to the the underlying tension. Yeah, I, I've, I actually talked about this in one of my recent videos about the fact that some people might not know that some of the reunions are filmed after, which is after the finale. So some people like, for example, season nine, it's been rumored and confirmed pretty much by some people that it was filmed afterwards. So some people or like Shay and Trinity knew that they hadn't won, which was why they were both quite vocal so, um, crying at the season 10 one because you know butterfly gate just happens it, it was uh, you could tell i think when it gives you a bit of context and you but also i mean someone i think it was um um pheromone at season on the season nine reunion she in an interview basically said that she kept, they kept like plying them with alcohol so she was also a little bit like maybe drunker than she should have been and then that that sort of led to her saying a lot of stuff and i was like well if that's the answer apply them with alcohol <laughs> yeah let's cut the bubbly you know like we don't need bubbly at the reunion i don't know if they had bubbly but the <laughs> bubbly sponsored the entire season so i wouldn't be shocked give us some house of love cocktails yeah some like strong ones i mean it's, at the end of the day it's we the show is fun because it's drama and you don't have to be hateful to have drama but you can still like Season nine and 10 had interesting reunions and they're not that long ago necessarily, but they gave us what we wanted. And that's more what drag queens are actually like in real life, not this kind of sanitized version that we're getting from some queens. Yeah. I can understand why they're like, if I was a drag queen on that show, maybe I would be the same because I don't want to like get a load of hate online. I don't, it's difficult. Exactly. Well, and then if you like, imagine this is mistress when she's like, still trying to get a crown imagine mistress after they filmed everything she's like i don't give a fuck anymore like everything's over and done with she would probably be even like more than she already was giving yeah i mean someone like mistress even even if you look i mean i've loved mistress throughout the season because she feels like one of the first contestants in quite a long time that doesn't care that she doesn't get that she's not that well liked by people and she also is funny and shady but doesn't necessarily cross over into being hateful and I think that's quite a, a difficult sort of road to or line to cross, you know. But I think she's in the reunion. She gave obviously the funniest bits that she talked the most. But she, you could tell that she was being careful what she was saying to an extent because she's still one of the contenders for the crown. So she was making jokes more about herself, not production. She was like about stealing stuff. Like that's not really that bad. I'm surprised they got into that about how like her and Anitra were like stealing like everything from set. They said at Roscoe's that like um so Anitra stole a light bulb, which she said at the reunion. Mistress Why a light like bulb? They, she just said she wants a bit of the set. Like she she just People and like they, they, that um, they steal the wall. I'm like, they how stole are you the, the wall? They stole the wall. They cut they cut the fabric out of the wall on like the first day, they said. They, her and mistress, Anitra and mistress went over to the wall because it's basically just paper and they just like cut a hole out each. <laughs> yeah, oh they said my gosh, that's so it was random. Really 
Um, Miss just basically said if it wasn't bolted to the floor, she took it with her. <laughs> That's why the girls still have like old ass crunchy uh, sewing machines because Mistress stole them all. Yeah, well, uh, Manila Luzon admitted to stealing a whole sewing machine, which I was like, what? How, how do you that... get that? You get like, you get a very limited amount of space of what you can bring in your suitcases. Or they're pulling um, sewing machines, mannequin heads, wig, all these things. I mean, I, I would, I guess. Like, if if it, no one's going to look, just take it. Exactly. Exactly. Where are these PAs during this time? Are they like off in La La Land somewhere while they're like stealing everything in sight? Yeah, I mean, it's MTV. They've got enough money, so it's like, you know, just <laughs> Very true. Can we kind of talk about, I guess, the only fight, and it wasn't even a fight, it was a, a heated debate over Lucy and Lux talking about Lux's iconic moment of who do you think should go home tonight and why. Lux says that she didn't plan it and that she just did it in the moment. I don't necessarily believe that, <laughs> but that's what, the story that she's sticking with. I no, so I will say people people are very mixed on Lux, unfortunately, which is I don't agree with. I've I I think she's very good at what she does, and she provided endless hours of entertainment on the season. So I really enjoyed her and her looks and everything. I personally think one hundred percent she planned it. There's no way she didn't, or at least she maybe thought about it a little bit because you don't know when the question's going to come necessarily. But she referenced the show so many times in all of her confessionals she would reference so many previous moments from drag race like you know get her jam let um, us see she had so many moments and you know, get her jade sorry not jam oh my god they're going <laughs> to revoke my drag race card get her jade was what i meant and um so i imagine she did because she basically gave a ted talk and it was iconic yes. <laughs> it was there's no way she didn't plan a little bit. And Lucy's face when she did the turn and she, like, the face crack was so good. Was so good. Such, such a good moment. That's so, me but, yesterday when I ordered my Chipotle and they didn't give me my queso. That was, I was giving Lucy's face. I opened the bag and went, <gasps> Lucy's face was so, it was such a good face crack. And it, I mean, I love when they ask that question because it's usually one of the only times you get a bit of tension from people. Yeah. And when they ask the question this time, pretty much it was so Lucy got called a few times and she face cracked and so did Selena. And I was like, oh, this is so good. It was so good. I wish that they talked more to Selena about that because I think they maybe mentioned it and they just kind of like went nowhere. But that was such a moment between like those two. Why didn't we really focus on that more? I was surprised they didn't talk because Selena actually seemed the most offended out of everyone that Lucy had said her name because obviously in, earlier in the episode, she had like helped Lucy and sort of comforted her. So I really thought they were going to talk about that, but they didn't. I don't, yeah, I don't know. Selena, they didn't really show her much in the reunion. And every time they did show her, it felt a little bit shady towards her. Like every time someone said something about, oh, not being very good on the show, and they like flipped to an image of her. And I was like, oh, that's really shady. Well, and can we talk about Selena? Because I feel like she's kind of going through it on social media right now. She, I feel like she's having a very rough time. Her mother just died. She's thrown into this reunion. She's given the golden boot. She's told she has a fake accent. She is barely highlighted whatsoever. And it's just kind of like, okay, Selena's getting dogpiled right now. I feel really bad for her in a way. I mean, obviously, I think there's some accountability. Like, you know, she said the thing about Ross Matthews and everything. And like, I can understand in the moment she was 
you say stuff and and you shouldn't have done. But she apologized and she said she spoke to Ross and it's all fine. She talked about it a bit at Roscoe's as well. But I really like her. I think she comes across as being very sort of sensitive, not necessarily in a bad way, but as in she just wears her heart on her sleeve and she's very, she's got so much passion, especially for her background of being like a Latina person. I think she wants to represent and when she doesn't maybe she feels bad that she's not representing her community enough and I can really appreciate that and I really wanted to hear about from her more because I think she's got a really interesting take on things and I think she also would have said some interesting stuff like some drama as well and they just they flipped to her about three times and every time she always had a really angry look on her face and I don't think that's what she's actually like as a person I think it was pushing this narrative, unfortunately, which the fans use against people. Yeah, agreed. I'm seeing so many TikToks of just people slamming Selena. And it's, it's. I mean, she's my favorite, obviously, as I said in this podcast every week. So it sucks. But I just feel like she, there's more to the story. Because I think back to when she posted the day of the episode where she wore the look. It was the, I think, Ripper to Shreds based on her mother's like journey uh, immigrating to America. And she posted the day of the episode, like that morning, the story. And she's like, because this show won't let me talk about my mother's journey, I'm just going to tell you here the the story behind the look about my mother. And then the show actually did like let her kind of talk about it when she's walking the runway. But it felt like Selena was feeling like she wasn't allowed to say certain things or they weren't caring about certain things enough to like add it into the episodes and you know re-watching the season selena makes it so far but she never has a story like she's never involved in any storyline really except like oh no i'm in the bottom i need to do better now or like oh no this girl needs to talk about her trauma let me talk to her about it like selena didn't have a story of her own and i i could see why she would feel slighted of like she's great latin american representation on the show that we don't really get and her family has such a a story to tell that she wasn't allowed to tell on our screen. So I think that's might be where some of this anger and maybe a little bit of resentment's coming from, but we're not getting the full story on our screens to like be able to, to understand it, which is where people are like, Hey, Selena, you're a poor sport. Get over it. You know, I can see like, I really, I really liked Selena all that like throughout her scene. I thought she was really funny. She's definitely, I think she's got a really quirky, funny personality and, I, I didn't think her looks were, some of them obviously weren't maybe the best, but I thought they were making, they made it worse than it was. Like some of the stuff I was like, especially like the one about her mother and stuff, that was a really like interesting, sweet story that she talked about. And her mother only actually died recently and she talked about it a bit more. And you could tell that she, there was just like a very raw nerve and emotion about everything. And she, even in her Watch Your Pack In with Michelle, which obviously gets filmed afterwards, which is the eliminate, like when they talk about their elimination, she basically like confronted Michelle about the critiques and it was kind of awkward for a minute. And then Michelle, like I, I reckon they edited some stuff out if you ask me, but she like, I was like, good for her. She like, cause she basically said to Michelle, you were quite mean to me, like you're quite harsh to me. And I was like, yeah, good for her. Like the judges need to be called out, especially when you like, so for example, that one about her mother, she said at Roscoe's that like, that was about her mother crossing the border and she was basically effectively told by production not to really talk about it especially things like border control illegal immigration like she was told not to use those words and she put it on instagram and twitter and then she actually edited the instagram post and removed some of the bits that she had said so i don't know whether world of wonder told her to do that but the post was edited but 
the full version the original version was on Facebook so you could compare the two but she took out one of the lines where she said I was told not to talk about it she removed that line from Instagram that's tea see this this is why we have drag tea served with Matt because he has the real tea that's crazy yeah she 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 edited it and like maybe it wasn't I don't know if who knows why she might have just decided maybe it wasn't the right thing to say but I talked about it in one of my videos. She's got the, the original version was on Facebook. And there was a couple of bits that were probably the juiciest bits that were edited out of the Instagram post. But she obviously either forgot or didn't care to do the the Facebook version. So you could see what she originally posted. And I just felt really bad for her. I was like, it's a really nice look. And to then have it kind of slammed when it's sort of like an inspiration to your mother who's recently passed away and like crossed the border to help you have a better life. I was like, oh, I'm not sure I would have done that. Well, I don't get why the show wouldn't want to jump on Selena's storyline because it's one we haven't really seen. Like, I, I talked about this with Ange B. Like, we've seen so many stories of of Black culture and Black history and, like, Black struggle, but we really don't get much, like, Latin representation on the show. And usually it's, like, from Puerto Rico, the pageant scene, which is very different from Selena's story. And where Selena comes from. So it's such a new perspective. I don't get why production wouldn't want to highlight that. You know what I mean? Yeah, it, it's it, it's because they talk a lot about, you know, obviously drag is supposed to be for everyone. And it is for everyone. And a lot of the show is about LGBT plus representation and also different races, different, you know, whatever it might be. And the fact they didn't show that to me was quite unusual because I feel like it's actually one of the biggest groups in America particularly like like the Latino community is huge and so I'm surprised they didn't really show that especially because it's such a big thing about the immigration and things especially in the south of the U.S. like in some of the southern states um like like I've been to like I've never been to California but I've been to Florida and obviously in Miami there's a huge um like latino community and like most people are actually latino originally and so i feel like it's such a big topic about it and they just i don't know it was weird they didn't show it yeah and almost suppressed it according to what selena said like and that i thought that was real tea as well what selena said and good for her for speaking out on it because it's really important mm-hmm. but what also was funny about selena is um one thing that she they never talked about, but you know when Frankie Grande was one of the judge, um, one of the guests when they were doing the interview things, mm-hmm. like with Charo. So Selena is really good friends with Frankie Grande, and that's why they didn't put them together. Probably like they're really really good friends, and I was like that could have been a really interesting storyline as well. Yeah, well, and from what we've heard from a lot of girls at Roscoe's and on Twitter and everything, they all thought Selena was in the top for that episode, and then when we see the edit it's like edited to be horrible and apparently everyone was shocked. So it's like, it does kind of feel like this show used her almost as like the, the easy way out. Like we need to throw someone in the bottom. So let's edit Selena to look terrible. This season was very obvious. I think there were certain people who weren't maybe giving as much production wise in terms of drama or storylines. And they clearly wanted to get rid of them. So they just put them in the bottom very arbitrarily and you could see it with quite a lot of other people. And I like someone like Jax, who I thought was so cool. I really liked Jax. When she fell in the bottom, I was like, it's so obvious in the Lala Perusa that she was going to be rem- got rid of because she didn't really have a storyline with anyone. And I felt so bad because she won pretty much most of her lip syncs, in my opinion, or she, or she was at least like safe, but she never got through. And I was like, well, it's obvious what they're doing here. <laughs> and I, I felt so bad for her. 
Yeah, I mean, this rigory video is probably going to be like two hours long because I, I feel like they're the production is very heavy handed on this season, uh, like very much so. And the girls are also just being more like talkative about it than in other seasons. Like the Roscoe shit this year was very like they were getting into it. And I was like, these NDAs must have either like, <laughs> like loosened up a bit or they just don't give a fuck because holy shit and Twitter like, there's, like, the whole, you watch the season, but then there's, like, it's, like, the iceberg. You know what I mean? Like, the season is, like, the top layer, and then you have Roscoe's, and then you have Twitter, and then you have, like, the EW interviews, and it's, like, there's a whole other story being told by these queens. I just don't know whether, yeah, I, I thought the same thing, because I feel like season 14, although I really liked the queens, there wasn't a huge amount of drama, because they all seemed to get on very well, and they all seemed very guarded or very like they were towing the line of the NDA like no one really said a huge amount necessarily whereas this season right from the start everyone was just talking about stuff on social media and like spilling quite interesting tea and at Roscoe's and I was like either they don't care about the NDA and they're like well why don't we all just do it because they can't get rid of all of us Uh they can't sue 16 people so that's what I would do I'd be like yeah let's all just band together and let's all just break the NDA because what are they going to do well, I feel like you have season 14 and All-Star 6. And all the queens on those seasons feel almost like appreciative towards production. Like, they're like, this was cool. But then All-Star 7 and season 15, it seems like all the queens, like, hate production or pissed at them. Like, the, the All-Star 7 reunion they tried to put together to, like, spill the real tea and now all the stuff on this season. Like, it feels like there's, like, been a shift in how production has been treating these queens. Because, like, if it's one or two queens, sure. But this is like almost two full casts that are like pissed. Oh yeah, with like All Star Seven was a good example because I feel like also All Star Seven because they're all winners. Some of them have competed like three times now, mm-hmm. um, so maybe four, no three, I guess. Yeah, and like I feel like they're maybe a bit more secure in their position with World of Wonder. They know they're not going to be on another season again, probably. So maybe they don't care about whether the NDA or whatever because they know they're not going to be on another season, probably. So I think they were a bit more loose with what they were saying. Let loose. And I think <laughs> someone like Trinity the Tuck spilled a lot of backstage tea because she just didn't, I guess, didn't care. And like she just talked about the Raja shouting at um yeah, Raja shouting at Michelle off like backstage saying she should be fired or whatever and she's not on her level. Like all of that was super interesting. And yeah. Well, and it's almost, you, look it. at, you look at a lot of those girls and they were the production favorites on other seasons. Well, now they're not anymore. You know what I mean? Like there was a very clear production favorite on that season and it wasn't the other seven. So you're getting one like type of, of treatment for like whether it be one or two seasons, but now you're getting a completely different type of treatment and you're like, oh, fuck this. Like, no. Yeah, no, I I, I, re- I enjoyed All Star 7, but I feel like you could definitely tell that a lot was cut out and a lot, they could have made it a lot more drama and the reunion would have been really good if they could have done it themselves. I think they would have spilled some really interesting tea. It but... would have been. And they filmed it. It's been filmed. The footage is out there. Someone just needs to hack Bob's, you know, laptop and leak it at this point because that is going to be, I feel like that's like the ultimate juice. Definitely, yeah, like that. They need to, they need, someone needs to, someone needs to just somehow, I don't know how you do it. I don't know computers that well, but somehow just release it without making it look like you did it. Just say that your iCloud got hacked, like all of those other celebrities. accidentally leaked it. Oh my gosh, I didn't mean to post it, but someone else got, oh my gosh, that'd be so good. 
I, w- I mean, one day maybe. I mean, Monet did get asked about it on Joseph Shepard's talk show, and she was very like media trained in her answer, which I totally understand. So there's obviously some reason behind it in terms of you know NDA or she doesn't want to annoy World of Wonder because she's probably got deals with them and stuff. So she kind of just said like, oh yeah, we filmed it, but we decided not to put it out. But you know, and she was very sort of careful with her answer. <laughs> Someone needs to ask Bob. That's when I got the real tea. I love Bob. <laughs> He's so, like my oh, he, Bob and Bianca are my two favorites of all time. I love them. I yeah, I love Bob. Bob is definitely like top five, if not higher. So kind of we were talking about Selena. Do you think her light post look deserved the golden boot of the season? That look. So when it so I I've never been to LA, and I think that's what it was obviously like based on I guess and so I didn't really get that part of it was it the best look no but have we seen much worse looks yes so there was <laughs> I felt a bit bad that they did that but I I'm kind of glad that they did give it to her in a way because it meant that she got a bit more screen time mm-hmm. on the in the episode so I was kind of glad that they gave it to her but I don't think it was the worst look <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah I I like the look I just think the wig is um problematic <laughs> but i think the look itself is fine we can even have like a nitra's tie-dye look i'm like that's worse or like what was some of the other nominees there was um jacks oh jacks booger look yeah like that's worse like jack i mean jack said it at roscoe's again i think it was that she i'm pretty sure it was Ro- jacks that said that she a lot of her stuff didn't come in time like she was she got designers to design and then literally like the day before she was leaving, she didn't get them. So she had to like scramble to do it. And you could kind of tell with some of her looks, I felt kind of bad because I think she actually was a really talented queen, but her looks let her down. But some, I feel like there was a few looks that were more deserving, but I don't know whether they wanted someone who was a bit further in the competition because it would, it's more interesting. But some of the people like Poppy, one of her looks, I think because she only what, served two looks and the whole time she was there, one of her looks was a complete backup. And she said, literally, the day before I was leaving, I just took like an off the rack, basically outfit, which was like the silvery thing. And I was like, what? That should have just been it. Like that was, yeah. no offense to Poppy. Like I, I thought I, I thought for what it was, was okay. But that was clearly not a great look. <laughs> yeah. Well, and I've heard like a lot of stories of that from the Queens this year. These designers really like flopped on these, <laughs> these girls. And a lot of them made their own stuff for the season. Like I think Anitra made most of what she brought Lux made most of what she brought a lot of the girls just made it themselves and they're like well fuck you designers Marsha made she said that she made yeah. pretty much all of her outfits and yeah because Marsha was one of the other nominees with the like the blood coming out of the nose I thought they should have nominated the dentist instead of the blood one yeah that the blood one I actually thought was kind of like um, was it the best no but I thought it was quite an interesting it concept, the category but it was fine no, yeah, it didn't. Oh, yeah, it made no sense. But it was fu- like it was fun. I guess like, I remembered it. Whereas the dentist look was 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 not great. <laughs> yeah, is there anything? Else? What else is there that happened at this reunion? Um, I'm trying um to- they should have done the okay, eliminated queens. Who do you think deserves to win the season? Like there were so many things they could have done to just like add a little bit of tension. If they could tell, oh, these girls don't hate each other anymore. Like. Let's do something to make some kind of like drama. Like, I just feel like there was a lot of time wasted. I don't know whether, I, I, I don't know whether it was production thing. Like they just decided not to be, they decided like, as Mistress would say, maybe they were in their congeniality era. 
But it just seemed like to me, some if I was on production, I'm pretty sure I could have very easily been like, okay, we're going to ask this, we're going to ask this. Like you could have easily really pushed because there were some queens like Selena who I think she's not afraid to say what she thinks. So she was just sat there. Maybe they did film it and they just didn't show it, but I'm pretty sure you could have asked her, tell Lucy what you think about her, and then she would have gone off, and that would have been a great segment. <laughs> I mean, RuPaul has, like, the in-ears. Like, why did a PA not go, Selena looks kind of pressed, why don't we poke the bear a little bit? Like, let's I would have done exactly up, the like... same thing. Do, yeah. I was like, do it. Do it now. Ask Irene something, because Irene doesn't she's like funny and doesn't care like just ask Irene to like who is the like who's the most annoying person in the cast like ask us something how did you feel about Irene because there was a lot of Irene too in this reunion for being the first out she was like one of the main characters in this this episode I think Irene's a really interesting case because she got she's eliminated first but I when she when she was on I thought she was going to be from the first episode at least I thought she was someone who was a contender for top four because she came across as being very confident funny wasn't afraid to say what she thinks so almost like another mistress I think her and mistress would have had a lot of tension which would have made for a good storyline and her looks have been consistently really good that she's posted on Instagram so I'm not surprised that they showed her a lot and I'm glad that they did because he was one of the only people that really said something interesting at the reunion so I'm kind of glad that they did show it I just wish I kind of wish they had kept her in the competition longer because I felt kind of bad because she is actually really funny and really interesting. I'm glad that they kind of talked about her looks that didn't make the the show and were like, oh, on Instagram, I think they showed a couple. Like, that was what... We should just do a whole thing of that. Like, let's show the best looks that didn't make the show. Her her unaired looks were so good. Like, so many of them, I was like, that's so much better than a lot of the other queens who are in the competition. And I... I kind of felt bad for her because she must have spent a lot of money, I imagine, doing that. And yeah, yeah so it's it's unfortunate. I feel, I feel like, yeah, Irene was like the person, like the contestant we should have had on the competition. I think that would have made for a, a really interesting season if she had been in it. Well, and like, especially looking at the looks that didn't make it, like Irene and Aura and Robin had some of the best looks of this cast and like I don't think this is going to be known as like a, a runway season <laughs> you know what I mean so it would have been nice to have at least one of them make it further yeah they, there were a few people that were consistently good on the runway but there was never there wasn't like any look that I was particularly like oh that's stunning like the best look I've ever seen there was not like necessarily a really gag worthy one there was there were good ones mm-hmm. but yeah it's not I wouldn't say it was the season of looks necessarily we got spoiled last season with like willow pill and like deja sky like bringing these like iconic looks i think yeah the last season i think was more the was more the looks rather than the drama season and, and then this, this is drama. yeah i feel like if you could try and combine the two that would yes. be a really good season yes <laughs> i i i'm glad that they focused on everything happening in tennessee right now with the drag bands and really like talking to aura about it because she's like you know there uh, and talking to Robin about it like that was I'm glad that we spent time on that I felt like we could have even gone further with it to be honest yeah the talking about the drag because that the drag band thing is just insane and I know that you know, like they mentioned Aura said about performing with um Marin 
Morris, is that her name, I think? Yeah, Maren Morris. Um, who was a guest judge who um, wore the condom dress, as she called it, <laughs> um, which was so funny. And um, But yeah, I thought they really, they showed like the, the, the QR code to give to that fund, you know, the drag defense fund. But I feel like they could have gone, like you said, a bit deeper and really talked about that and sort of someone like um, Aura, who's actually from Tennessee and like her home bar, is, is is like obviously it's a sort of LGBT plus bar and like they're the ones that are going to be affected by this and I feel like she didn't really get a chance to talk about it that much mm-hmm. I'm glad Sasha piped up about how this affects trans people like not even drag artists so that was good Um, we got this is the moment that I feel like everyone's talking about RuPaul telling Sasha like I am the queen of drag and you are amazing that bit when that, when that bit came up because she was like I'm the queen of drag. I'm amazed by you. I was like, that, to me, if anyone didn't think that Sasha's very likely to win, that was, to me, the solidifying moment of it all. And I remember, like, I was watching it for a second time with my boyfriend who hadn't, he hadn't watched it yet. Like, I had already watched it, but he hadn't. And when that moment came on, my boyfriend just kind of looked at me and was a bit like, because, like, we both were thinking the same thing. We were like, well, I wonder who's going to win. It's a fair point. Like, she is amazing. It just was, I was very surprised they actually included that. Well, and they included so much footage. It almost felt like, okay, we here's, like, a lot of the stuff that we had to cut out because we got the 40-minute episodes. Like, they were showing a lot of the deliberations and, like, the stuff that they had to cut. And I was like, okay, like, just put the full episodes up then. <laughs> like, let's just show put the full episodes up on, on Paramount Plus or whatever. Let's move on with our lives. Yeah, like some of the bits, it felt like they were just trying to fill a little bit of time in the reunion. So they were like, oh, let's just stick in a couple of bits about backs or like stuff that wasn't shown on the, the runway. But it wasn't necessarily that gag worthy. Like some of the only bit there was was the bit about Sasha because we hadn't seen that because it was a really big admission by Ru- RuPaul doesn't tend to really show that much emotion all the time. Yeah. So for that, I was like, that was like RuPaul, you know, with a coffee enema. That was like the moment, <laughs> that was one of those random moments where RuPaul just suddenly wakes up and like says something really unusual for them and then goes back to being normal again. Yeah. Do you think Sasha has it in the bag? To me, yes, I would say she does. I can't, the only person I think who could potentially win over her is maybe Anitra. I think Anitra, they've, the way they sort of, pitched it is I think she would be better for an all-stars and because she's a bit younger and sort of she hasn't quite she's got a reputation for like the walk the duck and all that kind of stuff I think that would make a more whereas Sasha although she's amazing and she deserves the title in love way because she's fantastic she hasn't necessarily got that much of a storyline other than just being amazing so I think she's more a winner in that sense to me whereas someone like Mistress she's TV gold they're going to bring her back as much as possible same with Lux. Um, I, I just can't see anyone other than Sasha winning. Yeah. And even like Anitra was barely in this reunion. And it kind of felt like because she was barely involved in any of the big storylines of the season. And then for the whole middle part of the season, she's kind of struggling. So it's not like Sasha where like Sasha's always killing it. Like she's always like involved. Like Anitra kind of felt like she had moments where she wasn't important to the story of what was going on she's very quiet and she like said she she's really good and she's got the most amount of wins i think after sasha or maybe she is she tied with lux now maybe sasha has four and anitra has three and yeah so 
<laughs> yes. So, and I, cause I feel like a lot of time, for a long time, I thought Mistress would be the number two to Sasha, but then Mistress obviously has been in the bottom quite a few times or like she was narrowly escaped the bottom. And I think also from the start, because she's so outspoken to me, she's a perfect all-stars candidate. So I think she would be better on an all-stars and I can't see Lux winning because of that reason as well. So to me, it has to be Sasha. Because I don't think Sasha comes back for an All-Stars. No, no, she doesn't. I'm surprised that she even did Drag Race, to be honest, because she's been known for so long. And like they say, she's your drag queen's favorite, your favorite drag queen's favorite drag queen. She's someone a bit like some of the other really, really famous drag queens who people have been asking for years, would you ever do Drag Race? And they, they're like, no, basically. I would never have thought she would have done it. So to me, this was like, a one-time thing. She was like, I'm coming for this one season and then that's all you're getting. It's it's very much like Sherry Vine coming on Drag Race or Lady Bunny coming on Drag Race. Like they they almost just feel bigger than the show. And yeah. at this point, I think I would be annoyed if Sasha didn't win because it's like, this is your chance. I think she would do an all-winners. I think she would. And I think with Sasha, I think because she's just so, she's never had anything negative on Drag Race, I think ever. Like, I don't think anyone said anything remotely negative and she's, She's really nice and down to earth, which is great in a lot of ways. But in terms of TV land production, it's not necessary. You want people that are going to have a bit of drama. And she's obviously so above it all because she's Sasha and she's amazing. She people have it. There's even a theory. I'm sure maybe you've seen it. There's a theory that she's going to win and then replace RuPaul as the, the, the host of the show. I would love that. I would love it because she's one of the only people who I, I think really could carry the mantle and actually like feel like they deserve it you know what i mean like there's plenty of queens like there's like alaska there's bob where it's like yeah i could see it but like sasha has been doing this for 20 years she didn't need drag race to like get a platform everyone already knew who she was she feels like she could be the successor to rupaul and i think she's the only one for me that i would be like yeah that makes sense yeah she's definitely got that kind of energy of like mother you know because she's been doing it for so long i think i guess it would depend on how they want to because obviously RuPaul is is a he's obviously like very entertaining and he's very person you've know, got big personality but as the seasons have gone on he's been less in it and has been a little bit more sort of neutral a lot of the time which is what Sasha's like and I guess if they wanted to have someone with a bit more big personality maybe Sasha wouldn't fit the bill but if they want someone who's going to slot in and be a little bit like RuPaul then Sasha would be the great choice for that but if you wanted someone who's going to be more like the jokey one then they should have like a bob or a bianca but see like even bianca like bianca doesn't watch the show this is the first season she has watched ever because she's doing the pit stop so it's almost like okay like is bianca have the credentials when she hasn't even watched the show ever no i don't think she would i think she's i think she's good at the pit stop because she's watched the season but like she's very much like above drag race she doesn't watch it so i'm not sure she would be actually the best host for i think someone like bob would actually be a better host yeah because bob is a super fan and has the credentials but i think sasha would just have an extra level of like respect from the queens because they all like she's seen as being this sort of like godly you know figure because she's just so amazing so i think to me she would be a good successor for rupaul I think she's a nice in-between because like even like Trixie and Bob, who people think could do it, like they're so much of a super fan that then it almost feels weird that they're like hosting it. Whereas like Sasha is like the the perfect amount of degrees away from the show where like 
she's been on it she's won but she's not like the biggest super fan in the entire world like now hosting it it just feels like a nice like balance yeah and i think it would be great for representation as well of having someone who's like a trans woman who's been in the in the community like doing a lot of good work and she's obviously super talented and i think that would be in a really interesting route to go down for the show because they've not necessarily had that so far so i think that would be a really cool thing for the show as well agreed so going into the finale next week what do you hope the format is do you like the lip sync for the crown or do you like the what we didn't what we did in 14 with like everyone getting their own performance well because they did they did do a lip sync for the crown for the final two wasn't yeah they, that was like the deciding thing yeah um as to whether they really decided because of that i'm not sure because that would be a bit you know what I mean? Like, I don't think if one lip sync can decide an entire season, but I liked, I did like the performance thing, although it was slightly, some of the performances I felt were slightly random, but I, I quite liked the format of it. We kind of know what the format is, if like, if you've seen some of the If spoilers. you know the spoilers. <laughs> <laughs> so I know what the format is going to be, but um, I quite like, I do, I, th- I quite like a lip sync off. I think it can be good, but... I don't, sometimes I, th- I do feel like, is that the fairest way of judging it? Because if someone does one really good lip sync, does that mean they should win over someone who potentially has a better track record just because they won one lip sync? Because right. like Bianca, for example, on Bianca's season, if they had done a lip sync off, there's no way she would have won, but she deserved to win probably out of everyone. Yeah, I agree. So I, I like I like the performance. I do like the performance, especially if, they didn't make it clear, I don't think, last season that much. But if the if the performer gets to choose the performance themselves, like they get to really be like the the producer of it, then it's kind of it's almost like a talent show number. Yeah, exactly. It's kind of mixing like the season seven, season eight finale with what we had like nine, ten, eleven, twelve. So I, I like it. I think it's a nice like balance. And I'm excited to see what they do. I'm I'm just excited to see what Sasha is gonna do for her performance, if that's the thing. Or if it's a lip sync for the crown, I just want to see Sasha and Anitra against each other again. Like, I think they would be silly not to do that. And I think ultimately that is what it's going to be because I think they're the two biggest contenders for the crown, Sasha and Anitra. So I guess we'll just see. But to me, it would be silly not to have at least one lip sync. And it wouldn't feel right to not have a lip sync either. Yeah, I agree. Okay, if you, where we're at right now, right before the finale, if you had to score the season out of 10 on how much you think it's enjoyable where would you put it right now i would give it i think a solid seven or an eight maybe i think i think although i I don't want to like be not be mean to season 14 but i think because that was obviously the last season before this one in terms of the regular seasons because that season was just so nice and it also went on for a very long time which wasn't the Queen's fault. It was like every week someone got saved by a chocolate bar or someone got saved by a double elimination or a double save, sorry. I feel like that one dragged a little bit and there wasn't a huge amount of drama, whereas this one there was at least. So there's room for improvement. I feel like they needed a few more mistresses to really push. (laughs) If they'd had like five mistresses in in the cast, that would have really done well. But unfortunately, it's difficult to find people that are willing to speak out and not be hated online <laughs> so it was it was enjoyable i did enjoy the season i think there was maybe a few too many queens to really get to know them with the 40 minute episodes which was a mistake so that's why i'm docking a few points that not that's that's not the contestants fault that's the production's fault 
Yeah, I, I'm kind of between a six and a seven. I think if it's a great finale, I'll give it a seven. Uh, but I liked season 14 better, I think, in general. I, 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 I just connected to the queens more. I, I agree with that part. I really liked the queens and I know, and I feel like I know all of them actually better than the season 15 queens. A lot of them, like people like Deja Sky, who I met at DragCon and stuff and that she was lovely. I feel like I know her, even though she was like kind of, she didn't get to the right to the end. She was kind of like a mid mm-hmm. to the last end. She, I feel like I know someone like her or even someone like Orion's story. I feel like I she didn't, she wasn't there for that long, but I feel Any like I know her better than some of them. Yeah, Maddie Morphosis and Carrie Colby, who, you know, were only there for maybe six or seven episodes. Like, I feel like I I got to know them and I'm excited to see where they're at now. Like watching Maddie's YouTube or like watching Carrie's like performances on YouTube. Like, I care more about them than I do people who made it way further than them on season 15. Yeah, and it's a shame because I think they were, I think the season 15 people were kind of screwed over with the 40 minute episodes. Yeah. And that's unfortunate because it's not their fault. And I feel like if they had had a bit more time and a bit more personally if you ask me i think they should have got rid of maybe four queens and just had a kind of like 12 person cast and then not have the 40 minute episodes because that was done they should have the normal one hour episodes and i think then we could have really seen more of the storylines and if they had a couple more mistresses you know someone like that who wasn't afraid or lucy or lux that would have been a really good I think that season could have rivaled maybe, you know, some of the really good seasons like season six, season five, season four, like the golden era, as they call it, of Drag Race. That was, those were the types of queens that you had. I agree. I think even if you do 14 queens, talent shows a non-elimination top two, you know, double episode. I think that, and then obviously 60 minute episodes all season long. I think that's, that even is kind of fixes most of the mistakes on the season and yeah i feel bad for the queens specifically the ones who kind of were early to mid out <laughs> who didn't really get much to do or any storyline whatsoever but i'm excited for the finale i mean all four of these top four are like great performers so we're gonna get a good finale regardless i feel like yeah no, it's gonna be great and i'm i'm really interested to see how they do that and how it's all gonna sort of shake out with because I think most people, even Sasha, I think knows that most people think she's going to win. So I don't know how they're going to play that. I don't know if it's going to be super obviously she's going to win or whether they'll try and make it look like a neutral or whoever has a fair shot at winning. Because to me, it's so obvious that she's going to win, in my opinion, that I wonder how they're going to do it. Yeah, I, I cannot wait. And you guys can listen to the rigged recap for all of my thoughts once it happens. Matt, thank you so much for coming on. I literally could, couldn't think of anyone else to do for this episode besides you, because you just fit so well with with the reunion tease. <laughs> thank you so much for inviting me. It's been great. And yes, I, I love serving the drama, the drag race gossip secrets and drama. I wish we had more drama to talk about with this reunion, but it's fine. It's fine. Maybe maybe next season, maybe or an all-stars. Let's hope there's an all-stars with lots of like very gossipy queens that oh, can give I us think, a lot. I think All-Stars 8 is going to be T-Central. So I'm excited. Uh, I hope we can imagine a reunion for All-Stars. Like, I want that. All-Stars 2 reunion was one of the best ones. Like, it the was so good. The only thing about me is this, and she pulls off her leg and chucks it. <laughs> Was so, and like it was so shady with the whole like like RuPaul that was when he was like blame it on the edit talking about Fifi or Jeremy uh-huh. and like holding up the sign saying like that was bull beat you know the whatever I was like it's so oh shady <laughs> so shady 
<laughs> I, yeah, one can only hope. Uh, but thank you guys so much for listening. Matt, why don't you tell everyone where they can find you? So you can find me um, on the back alleys of, no, you can find me on YouTube on uh, Drag Tea Served with Matt or just Drag Tea Served. And I'm on YouTube, Instagram, Twitter, and anywhere that great YouTubers are found. TikTok? I hate TikTok. My TikTok got banned. <gasps> What'd you get banned for? Apparently, IP, you know, intellectual property. I think, I don't know, like copyright, even though it was my own videos, but I just suddenly got taken down. I haven't been, I've, I've tried to contest it, but they've not put it back up again. So further proof that TikTok is is trash. <laughs> um, but you guys can follow me at The Drag Detective everywhere. Thank you guys so much for listening. And I will catch you all in the next one. Also, Matthew is frozen. <laughs> okay, you're back. Oh, you fro- I was going to say you froze. But yeah, so <laughs> thank you guys so much for listening. And I will catch you all in the next one. Bye. Bye. Video versions of this podcast are available at my Patreon at patreon.com slash the drag detective.